Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is no Vicky Barcelona. She's on assignment, but over there, it's the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Hey! And running the boards is Joey D's. Hello. On today's show, we will talk about The Bad Batch. And of course, we're talking about the Star Wars universe. We'll mm-hmm. also talk about the full season of Invincible. Well, BJ and Joe will be. I'll talk about video games with Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach. And again, no geek sheet because Vicky's out. But if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so by sending us an email, bjgeeknation at gmail.com. You can find all of our stuff at bjgeeknation.com. And of course, on all these fun apps, all those podcatching apps and Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. That is our app that uh, used to be radio.com, but no more. Odyssey. Odyssey. So that's where you can find us. Make sure you give us those uh, five-star reviews and all that fun stuff because, well, hey, you know, that's fun. Why not? (laughs) Exactly. Now, Tuesday was May the 4th, and uh, may the 4th be with you. Yes. And uh, in honor of that, we did talk a little bit about some of the crazy things that were out there uh, with Gareth on Monday, but then we found out there was a lot more stuff, including the Bad Batch dropped on May the 4th, and you did see it, BJ. Oh, yeah. And this... And this is the animated based off of it was it's kind of like uh, the the sequel to uh, the Clone Wars, right? Uh, definitely, if okay, you want to look okay, at it yeah. like that. I mean, is it a sequel? It definitely takes place r- pretty much at the end of the Clone Wars and actually pretty much at the end of episode two of uh, Star Wars. And that is, of course, uh, Clone Wars uh, episode two, as well as Clone Wars, the series. And so the the Bad Batch follows the elite and experimental troopers of the Clone Force 99, which was first introduced in the Clone Wars, as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone War. Uh, How did you feel about it? Because I know that when you started watching the Clone Wars, you did so specifically just to kind of because of the Mandalorian, right? Yeah, and I'm gonna have. I haven't seen every episode of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I also haven't seen every episode of uh, of uh, Rebels. So uh, I'm going to have to go back at some point in my life and just go. You know what? Let me watch a bunch of them all in a row. <laughs> but I did want to catch up to the Mandalorian before uh, Ahsoka Tano showed up, and that's why I did this. I was like, I got to watch all the Ahsoka episodes, totally, so I know who the heck she is by the time I see her live action version. As well as Bo Katan. I'm glad I did that because I wouldn't have known who Bo was either. Right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. That actually, it was one of the things I was going to follow that supercut with uh, that you actually sent me the link to for Ahsoka. And it was like still 60 episodes of like a 120 episode series. Yeah. And I was like, well, then I saw Bo and I was like, you know what? We're just going to watch this, my wife and I. We'll just watch it all the way through. Eventually, we'll get to all the other stuff. We'll be fine with it because I really do love the series. Yeah, and I think you're going to, you know, and that if you loved Clone Wars and if you loved Rebels, I feel like uh, you're going to love this. Uh, and and it feels like the animation just gets better and better as time goes by. Uh, sometimes, you know, there were scenes where I felt like I was watching a live action movie. Really? With just how, how the, ba- you know, just, you know, the characters are obviously animated and they look animated, but then all the backdrops and the sort of, you know, just the other stuff, the stuff they use, sometimes the droids, it's like, man, uh, you know, the, the Kaminoans in this one, it was really interesting at times. I'm like, oh, that's kind of like what a Kaminoan is. That, you know, my brain was like, is that a real Kaminoan? win from the movies or is it an animated you know and i and and so they the animation is beautiful no doubt about it 
How do you feel about the uh, the action in the story so far? I like it. I like this idea of a Bad Batch, and I wasn't sure where it was going to go, but they sort of set this idea up that, um, like you said, they and, and I don't know if I saw the episodes with the, the Bad Batch in them before, but we've definitely seen clones with different personalities, uh, the ones that used to hang out with Ahsoka for a while. Uh, and and Rex and the guys. Uh, as a matter yeah, of fact, yeah. I believe Rex was the one that you saw that he had a defective chip, and therefore he didn't execute Order sixty six. Oh yeah, okay, okay, that's, yeah. That's why Ahsoka was able to survive. Or either that, or she operated on him. I forget. I you know it's been a while since I've seen the episode, but something <laughs> was done to his chip so that he would not turn on her. Um, and uh, it's nice to know that they've created a storyline where. You know, they've got a certain bad batch of clones that they were, they, that they, you know, for whatever reason, they experimented on them. They tried to make them different than just the regs, as they're called. It's nice to know that, yeah, all right, so they made them in such a way that the, the, the chip didn't work either, at least, you know, uh, for most of them, you know. And I th- so I actually, I thought, okay, you know, this is definitely a stretch of the movie universe and a little bit of a stretch of the animated universe. But it makes it, it was it was really satisfying to me. It's like, all right, I want to follow these dudes. I want to see where they're going. And this is on Disney Plus, and it's doing the same weekly drop as uh, a lot of the other shows have been doing so far. So it started on a Tuesday, May fourth. Uh, the next one is coming up this May seventh as well, May fourteenth, continuing so on and so forth. So it's going to be another one of those weekly shows. Do you find yourself uh, wanting to uh, come back to this each, each week so far? I do. And um, did you watch Rebels yet, Rev? I have not watched Rebels yet, no. Oh, then you missed the big Easter egg. Okay. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, you missed, the, you missed the big Easter egg. Well, a lot of us know something that you are still in the dark about. And, uh, okay. Um, yeah, and it's a big, it's a big something. Uh, oh, you know, okay. There's, there's a lot of questions that are asked in this episode, you know, and you go, okay, what's this? What's this going to be about? Some of us know the answer to uh, one of those questions. I had to go on the internet and look up the, and because I was like, who? <laughs> but uh, uh, my my daughter's boyfriend, he was a huge, huge Clone Wars fan, huge Star Wars fan. So I, I said, hey, have you watched the first episode yet? I go, there could be a surprise, but I'm going to see if you you know what the surprise is. He immediately came up. He immediately came upstairs afterwards. He said. Yep, that that was pretty cool seeing that. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I had to look it up. I didn't even know. But apparently uh, a lot of Clone Wars fans know about this particular mystery that I'm talking about that you don't know about. Um, But I think it'll be fun for you to sort of follow along with this mystery, because I don't think you're going to watch Rebels before you watch this. I might not know. At this point, I kind of want to get right into it after the Clone Wars, or maybe even kind of skip ahead, because, I mean, there's a lot of Clone Wars to get to before I even get to this. So, I mean, we're only on, I think, season three of, what, seven? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, we might yeah. have to skip ahead and then just go back to it, just because well, this one seems really interesting, and seems like a lot of people are very stoked about it. Yeah, well, my advice to you then is because I don't know, uh, I don't know where this is going to go. But my advice to you is not to watch Rebels until you finish at least this season of Bad Batch. Oh, um, so okay. chances because you because you're one of the lucky ones that you haven't seen Rebels yet. So oh, lucky, I like that. Uh, yeah. So there's a. You know, I tell everybody like when you when people go, "What should I watch? What order should I watch Star Wars?" And of course, there's the one that says, "Don't even bother with Episode One." Yeah, that's but, that's mine. What? With Jar Jar? Yeah, yeah. 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 No, just get rid of the Phantom Menace. It has nothing to do with any of the plot whatsoever. 
Yeah. Throw it in the ocean. But, it, but you lose Qui-Gon, and I really like Qui-Gon. He is cool. So, yeah. So, um, <laughs> until, of course, he had the, the Metachlorians conversation. But um, <laughs> but the, the thing that people, I tell people, but if you don't watch episode four, uh, episode four and five first, then you get you the the mystery of what happens in episode five gets spoiled by watching one two and three first. Absolutely, yeah, I do and agree with that. The, yeah, and that's so. I feel like you get to it's a similar situation, and now you're going to get to uh, basically, uh, you know, you get you, you get to sort of meet Yoda for the first time, if you will, without knowing that he's Yoda. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this is uh, this is going to be cool uh, for you to be able to. That's why I say I don't know. How, God, if Bad Batch has as many seasons as Clone Wars, then you're going to be waiting a long time. <laughs> um, but at some point, uh, yeah, at some point, I feel like you know we're going to learn more and more, and then maybe at some point I'll say, hey, by the way, uh, Rev, you probably, if you want to, you can watch Rebels now. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's, that was kind of a fun thing, and I even I was kind of like. Hmm, I wonder. And then I looked it up and it was turns out I was right. But the true Star Wars Clone Wars like diehards already knew as soon as they they might have even known even before the episode dropped. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. kind of crazy. I love it. I love just the excitement that everyone's having for it. So it's a good thing to have on uh I I guess at this point Star Wars week. Um because uh May the Fourth Be With You, Revenge of the Fifth, and uh something about the sixth and sixth. I don't know. Maybe. Well, and don't forget this is the May. This is the May. I saw yeah. that as well because of the Mando. Yeah. Thank you so much on that one. <laughs> uh, moving on from that, we finally got the season one finale of Invincible and oh, both yes. you and Joey have seen the entire season. I've only watched the first episode so uh, myself and anyone else who haven't seen it, spoilers, you guys can go ahead and spoil however which way you want with it because, I mean, it's already been out as a comic book so, I mean, it's been out for a while so you don't have yeah. to necessarily worry about all of that. And I re- and I've read the whole series though. It's been so long that I've read the whole series that a lot of this stuff is a, a, a wonderful surprise uh, again to go because I kind of go I don't know exactly what's going to ha- oh yeah that's right that happened <laughs> um, and Joey you never read the comics right I have not. Okay, so that's it's you'll get two perspectives. Somebody who's read the comics and what do I think of the show? And nice, we talked yeah. about it before. But what do I think of this season? And then Joey who's just walking in on this, going, "Well, I'm just watching a show." Definitely. And so Invincible follows a young uh, a young boy, young teenager, who uh, takes up the name Invincible because he has superpowers uh, based off of his alien-born father and uh, goes gallivanting along adventures. Is that about a pretty good uh, yeah, uh, the, summary the for that one? Yeah, and it, it, team, it turns out that the, str- the the older he gets, perhaps, the stronger and more invincible he will be. Think, uh, think Superman, who's not so super yet. Um, but his father is Superman and he's very super. So I, th- that's what I'm noticing. Or at least Joe, I think you can notice that too, is that invincible should get stronger as he gets older. Like his dad is wicked strong and wicked invincible almost. Yeah. Uh, imagine if yeah. Superman had a kid essentially with yeah. an earthling. All and right. That's, that's who he is. And then that might play a part into like how invincible will he get with his earth DNA as opposed to his dad is pure Viltramite, which is who, which gives him his superpowers. And unlike Superman, Viltramites are super powerful anywhere. So they, they are just super powerful. It doesn't oh, matter anything no, about science. No sun power or anything no. along those lines. Yeah. And, and they can take a beating. I mean, they can be hurt. But my gosh, it takes a lot to really hurt them. Yeah. And you kind of know they're evil. 
in the sense after a couple episodes because you kind of get the sense that his dad's hiding something and then he ends up killing everyone in the end of the first episode yeah, as you at, saw. The end, yeah. at the end of the first episode it's kind of like whoa this is going to go, go to a place because I really it gave me a Saturday morning cartoon vibe for the first half and in the second half I just didn't know what to make of it but it still kind of kept that cartoon vibe just with you know brains blood and guts everywhere yeah it's a very adult uh, adult cartoon as far as that's concerned without nudity and without sex jokes it's interesting uh and, and there was a I, I can't remember the uh, youtuber's name but the youtuber was uh he, he does a lot of cool videos that i follow and someday i'll remember his name i should give him some credit but he <laughs> talked about you know american cartoon american uh, american animation where you know either it's got to be really for adult anima- animation it's like why can't you just do sophisticated adult anim- animation without making it sex jokes and crudity and all uh, and all that stuff and and this this is definitely gratuitous violence, but it's very adult, including, you know, J.K. JK Simmons is an actor. Sandra Oh is his mom. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and uh, Stephen Wynn. Uh, do I guess, did I say his name right? Stephen again? Yoon. Stephen Yoon. Thank mm-hmm. you. I don't know why I cannot say Stephen's name right, but uh, played, of course. Um, Glenn on The Walking Dead. Thank you. I, you know what? I just can't remember anybody's name. So <laughs> that guy. That guy. Um, yeah, that guy. And so these are really good actors. And so they've got, they're taking it seriously. And uh, it's a, pre- I mean, it's a, re- I, I loved, I remembered how good the comic was. It was like, okay, they've, uh, they've upped the level of what a Superman could have been if it was written in modern day for the first time. Um, and that's kind of what, you know, with, and he's got a lot of, it, it reminds me of a cross between Peter Parker and Superman, you know, cause he, he, he's a teenager with issues. Uh, and they're like drama issues, you know, in high school and stuff like that. And, oh, and by the way, guess what? I have superpowers and my dad's an a-hole, a real, <laughs> like a galactic a-hole. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can't, I mean, you obviously get the gist of that, uh, off of the first episode. Um, and I have to imagine it goes a, a, a bit deeper into that storyline, the dynamic between those two as this season goes. Yeah. It's a, it's a great show because you get dropped in the story when instead of like trying to solve a one bad guy issue, it's what happens when all the superheroes die and there are still villains left right and you go oh well superman will save the day but it turns out superman's also evil so now (laughs) you have this weird arc of like okay well baby superman now has to figure out what it is to be a hero and then finds out superman's his dad is evil and he's like well what do i do and then that's why this last episode was so great because you find out essentially evil superman is among a race of essentially thanos's they galactically conquer the universe, and then they essentially wipe out half of the, the life on the planets to conquer them. Wow. Yeah, and so you're sitting there, you're like, Dude. what is he going to do? Because who's going to beat him? No one's going to beat Thanos. There's no there's no superheroes. They all died. And the crazy part about that is, too, is like if you're sitting there and you're like, you've been under the whole, uh, the whole thinking that you're here to protect a planet, when in fact, that's not the case. Yeah, your dad raises you to be Superman Jr., and you're like, yes, I'm finally going to get to live my dream. And at the end of the season, it turns out, dun, no, dun, you're dun, here dun, to conquer dun, it. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. And Which, I got, yeah. Which is also reminiscent of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It is that yes! relationship between Ego and, uh, you know his name? I can't remember his Star name Star-Lord. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, and so there's there's that relationship there, because now yeah. Star-Lord's got to fight the, the, the big, the big, and the fact that his mom isn't the only mom kind of a thing. Like, you know, you're like, oh, well, these guys don't care who the mom is, is what I really mean to say, is that mm-hmm. his mom's not important. Yeah, uh, just like an ego, the the mom was not important. But you know, when you're the kid, you're like, my mom's very important, 
And oh man, uh, they had these spy satellites. Cecil's a great character, by the way, um, who's like a CIA guy, but like a superhero CIA guy for Earth. And uh, basically records the whole conversation between um, uh, between Omni Man, his dad, and of course Invincible. And Mom hears just how unimportant she is and why he just thinks she's a loser. I mean, the father. I mean, Damn. this is it is a horrible conversation. So he's wrecking everybody, but he's also wrecking like this relationship that they had. Well, uh, I know that you guys uh, obviously have liked it so far on this. Uh, they have announced that they will be having a second and third seasons yeah. for it, so yeah. uh, we can at least continue this story and see how far it's going to be going with those uh, three. Yeah, I know where I, I do have a vague memory of what's going to happen. And so it's going to be it's going to be fun as I'm watching like, well, let me see if this happens and that happens and what transpires. And uh, it's so and of course, they may change some things because that happens with television over comics. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be fun to see where they go with that and what you remember. And you'd be like, wait, did that happen? I don't think that happened. And then going back to your comics and seeing. And yeah, shout out to uh, Seth Rogen, who has a great character in the show. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't think of a better guy to play uh, Alan. Alan the Alien is uh, is Alan really the awesome. Alien? Yeah. Oh, he's really awesome. And, and <laughs> honestly, Seth is the greatest guy to play him. And uh, you know, I, and I and I know where that goes. And you know, and um, you saw a bit of it, Joe. You saw a bit of the fact that these two uh, are really like going to end up having to, uh, a good friendship. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, He's. I mean, yeah. he, oh, it's just the, the great galactic failure of an employee, essentially. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and 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 there's a there's a wonderful story arc for him. So it's it's good that we'll be seeing a lot more of Seth as it were as it were. Nice. Uh, a lot of those folks, yeah, and. Um, uh, it, it's it's well done. Great voice acting uh, is on the show too. A lot of good characters that you know. Uh, you've heard the voice and go, how have I heard that voice before? Yeah. You have to look it up, make sure on the IMDb and everything. <laughs> and one thing I love about this show is it doesn't constrain itself to a certain amount of time, similar to what Mando does, was random times of episodes kind of a thing. They were in the longer side. They were closer to 30 or 40 minutes. So you've mm-hmm. got a full story every episode, as opposed to sometimes in those shows, you get kind of like a half story because they have to clip it into certain you know episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's one, I think one of the beauties of what's happening now with uh, uh, less actual television stuff and more streaming service things is that they can tell the story they want to with each episode, which is fantastic. Definitely. Um, I, I, I hope, I, I, boy, if this is super successful, I, I don't know how they can do it because it'll probably be skillions of dollars, but I would love to see a live action version of this. I think that's maybe why they went animated. <laughs> hey, the boys is kind of similar. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, moving on from that, today is a big day for video game fans, especially if you are in the survival horror genre because Resident Evil Evil Village drops today. It is the eighth major entry into the Resident Evil series with ultra-realistic graphics powered by the RE engine. Fight for survival as danger lurks around every corner. You may know this one as when the trailer dropped of uh, the Lady Dimimesque Screw or something like that. Big oh, yeah. vampire, nine foot tall vampire mommy that everyone is lusting over on uh, the old Twitters. Uh, she is going to be the main villain in this one. This is set a few years after the horrifying events in the critically acclaimed Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. The all new storyline begins with Ethan Winters and his wife Mia living peacefully in a new location, free from their past nightmares. And just as they begin building their new life together, tragedy befalls them once again, and vampire mommy uh, attacks everyone. Everybody. I don't know what's oh, going on with it, but 
I am buying it, and uh, I'll be playing that one uh, on my uh, PlayStation. So it's out now. You can go get it. And now with some more video game news, we have Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Review, that is SKNR.net, and some interesting news, including some new stuff from the old downloadable content, the DLC front. What do you got for us? Well, first off, Watchdog Legions has got a bunch of stuff uh Watchdogs Legion, rather. A lot of stuff coming out we have. Uh, for those who have the paid DLC, all sorts of new things, new playable character, new dead sec missions, new online and co-op play. Now, remember, it is important to remember the online and co-op is for consoles right now. Uh, they haven't fully released the PC version of it. I did do a beta of it, and it needed more time, but you know, it's in the works. And there, of course, is going to be more free content as well as more DLC, paid DLC content coming as we get near uh, the summer, more uh, side missions, more playable characters, uh, more main missions, and then more online options as well. Awesome. Awesome with that. And uh, anything else on that front? The next update we had was brand new mission called Terminal Error, which kicks off Season 3 for Zombie Army 4 Dead War. Now, this was interesting because this one came out of the blue. We had all the DLC for Season 1, we had all the DLC for Season 2, and there was kind of a, okay, is this it, and this is where we're going to be unless they make a new game. And then out of the blue, boom, big update, Season 3, and this is the first one. Um, what was so interesting about it was it was a very large open-ended map. Uh, we just put up the full-level gameplay the other day. It took over an hour and ten minutes to go through this one uh, episode. Nice. And usually they're broken down into chapters, and I was very fortunate that I started solo, was doing okay, and fortunately other people dropped in and we had a full squad by the time we got rolling. Um, didn't finish with a full squad, but we at least <laughs> had help. And uh, they said, uh, Rebellion has said this is the first of new content coming, and there'll be more, so the storyline will continue. And, of course, along the way you'll probably see new weapons and cosmetics and things uh, dropped, but it was a very long and detailed mission with multiple objectives along the way. So pretty cool. Nice. Awesome. And I know that we've got an update about uh, E3. What's going on with that? Well, the nice thing about E3 is there was a little bit of bad news and then there was some good news. Now, the bad news was that Konami, who had been planning to come, dropped out. And the reason for that was they said, essentially, the games that they were planning to talk about, they are not ready to reveal. However, the good side is that a whole list of new companies has joined them. Now, you may remember we talked about how um, right out of the gate, Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Ubisoft, Take-Two and Warner Brothers uh, are already there, so we're hoping for Back for Blood and all the other reveals. Well, um, the good news is that Square Enix, Sega, Bandai Namco, Gearbox, Verizon, and Xseed have jumped in, and so everyone's very curious to see what they have, specifically Gearbox, because they it is being touted as new games. And so I looked at it and said, okay, not new Borderlands, DLC new games and of course that gets the mind wandering to is it too soon 
another Borderlands game? Probably, but is it possibly time that Duke Nukem gets dusted off again? Oh, wow. Or, you know, if, if you're going to dream, dream big. Exactly. <laughs> Fair enough, you know, yeah. It's not, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably not Aliens, Colonial Marines 2, The Apology, but <laughs> especially since as far as I know, they don't have the license. <laughs> but, yeah, they lost that uh, one. <laughs> but, you, you know, you never know, and that's what makes it so interesting. So, um, and then, of course, as we get closer, there are going to be other announcements because we're about five weeks away from it. There is a very big one that we're expecting to uh, see, and that, of course, would be the new Call of Duty game. And there's been a little bit of news on that this week. So, you know, progress, as they say. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, do you even know kind of like I know that Call of Duty kind of bounces around. Are there even is it just speculation on even what kind of what era it's going to be or has there that was, been leaked? Yeah, there was speculation. Now, this one is being done by Sledgehammer and they did uh, the Call of Duty uh, World War Two and very well received after, you know, people were kind of getting a little uh, what's going on with this futuristic uh you know, settings and futuristic weapons. Now, there was some rumors that it was going to be a guerrilla warfare type game that might involve Vietnam, Korea, that sort of thing. And now the latest rumors we're hearing again are, no, it is definitely more World War II based, but we're not hearing if it is entirely the um, European theater or if it's going to be um, set in, say, the Pacific Rim, like the Pacific conflict, that sort of thing. What is interesting, though, was we got, you know, surprise, surprise. It is definitely coming out this year, so we are going to have full release of a new Call of Duty <laughs> game. Sledgehammer is definitely doing this one, but beyond that, we don't know. And, of course, the rumors are continuing that um, it's World War II based, and then people are saying this will be really interesting because the last two games were very uh, integrated into their free-to-play war zone uh, oh, yeah. segment. And so people were like, you know, Modern Warfare and Black Ops Cold War, those both rolled into it. How do you roll in World War II weaponry and such into that? And it's like, well, you know, probably the same way they rolled in zombies and stuff like that. <laughs> Patches, <laughs> updates, and, right, yeah. and tweets. But <laughs> That would be something that would also be very primed to have a reveal uh, because uh, last E3 notwithstanding, the last one we had in person, that was the standard. We would hear rumors, we'd get a little teaser leak, maybe a tiny video and uh, a trailer, and then at E3 we got our proper look at it. it you know, oftentimes it'd be a clo- they would have it at the booth, there'd be a closed-door uh, meeting for the press where we got a really in-depth walkthrough. And then the last few builds, we actually had uh, hands-on models that we could play all the way up from uh Black Ops 4. Well, very exciting stuff for uh, Call of Duty, but also hot off the presses, you got some breaking news about The Division 2. Exactly, and it's not just The Division 2, it's the whole darn franchise at what? this point. So Ubisoft has come out and said, hey, uh, no shocker, um, a lot of people thought they were wrapping it up with the last big update, and that would be it until they put out a new game. Well, not necessarily the case, because uh, they announced that, no, some more content would be coming for Division 2 later in the year, including a new play mode and all sorts of things. So it's like, okay. Didn't at first glance sound like there would be anything that would rapidly advance the story? 
We know that there's the new movie coming based on the first game. I believe it will be appearing on Netflix with Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. Jessica Chastain. That was confirmed as well. They've said the franchise is coming to mobile platforms. And there'll be all sorts of things. And then they dropped this bombshell, a brand new free-to-play game called Heartland. Whoa. Uh, so it's a free-to-play game? It's a free-to-play division game that is apparently coming later this year, uh, the Division Heartland. And it's going to ah. – and, of course, a novel is coming. There's a novel that apparently will pick up the storyline after the main core of The Division 2. And this is really interesting wow. stuff. Now, do you know if it's going to be something like a battleground or something like that? Because a lot of the free-to-plays end up being something like that. Yeah, and that's the thing. Nothing yet, but ah, of okay. course, you know, just goes to say it dovetails into what we were talking about. Ubisoft has already confirmed for E3 doing their Ooh. showcase, so I think you can bet this is where we're going to see something. And see, and that's interesting because it, it did, you know, you think, okay, the core of the game, yes, it can be played solo, but the core of it is a co-op-based game. Totally, yeah. So. I don't expect a free-for-all in the heartland, but of course, if it is free to play, and this is, of course, where the critics are going to come in, there has to be some kind of monetization because you have to make a return on your investment. So obviously, skins, cosmetics, characters, weapons, stuff like that. But what is the core gameplay going to be? Exactly. You know, we have this picture of a water tower out in the heartland, so obviously it's set in the central part of the country. Um, is it going to be a massive online, hey, guess what, instead of four division agents, we're going to have 10, 12, 15, whatever going on missions? Or is it going to be something where you can be like series of um, death matches, kind of like when you go into the dark zones? And at that point, you can go rogue and turn on other players if you choose to. But there's also NPC characters in the mix. So, uh Bottom line, though, it sounds good. It doesn't sound like it's going to be some you know real basic thing. It sounds like a full release, and it will be very interesting. And, of course, as someone who likes the franchise, this really makes you wonder, is the focus going to be on Heartland, or is this a placekeeper until they decide to go to a full-on Division Three or something like that? And, of course, those of us who play it regularly, we talk about um, – you know, we've had New York, we've had D.C. What, where do you go next? Would you go, you know, would you go to Florida? Would you go to Texas? <laughs> would you go to Los Angeles and Las Vegas out that way? Well, Heartland, you can see they're moving west. I can see that, and I can see that you're going to be right on it when it gets down to all the news and rumors and everything. People need to check out Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. Get all sorts of information, usually before they reach all the other presses. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. So much video game news, and uh, I know I'm going to be playing a lot of Resident Evil Village. Yeah, you will. In uh, Maybe in the darkness, uh, so I can scare the crap out of myself as much as possible. Between, yeah, you will. <laughs> between that and the Bad Batch, I got a full weekend. So, uh, well, thanks for listening, guys, and, well, stay nerdy.